Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. It's a new decade and it's the same old Oklahoma City Thunder, Madison. That it is. They won! They won! They won their first game of the new decade, unless you're one of those people that considers 2021 as the actual starting point of the 20s but uh we're going to say that this year is the start of the new decade because the thunder won they went down to san antonio and defeated the spurs 109 to 103 i cannot remember the last time the thunder beat the spurs in san antonio it didn't happen last year i don't think it happened the year before but i could be wrong because memory 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 oh, shoot i don't know brady yeah i know i don't have any kind of memory when it comes to this thunder but, team of course everything is so up in the air with them of course but guess what we got you set right here on the First take. I always want to say the Franchise Thunder Insider Show. I don't know why that's that's been a thing this year. It's never been a thing before. <laughs> this is the first take post game show on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. I am Brady Trantham, joined alongside Miss Madison Morris, who is doubling as a producer and as a personality analyst person. Yes. I'm going to give a quick shout out to John Ham because he get he just gave you the nickname. We finally have a nickname for you, Madison. And tell the people. What Madison it is. the Equation Morris. Oh, God. It's perfect. I, I, I mean, I kind of like it. M squared. M squared. Madison Morris. It works. You know what else? You know what else works? What the works? Thunder in crunch time, in clutch moments. Coming into tonight, the Thunder, one of the best crunch time teams in clutch situations, which the NBA considers that the game is within five points in the final five minutes of the game. The Thunder have found themselves in that situation time and time and time again. This team rarely gets blown out. They rarely blow out their opponents. They're constantly in games in the fourth quarter. And all those losses at the beginning beginning of the year, Madison, you're starting to see this team become more comfortable. The chemistry is there. All those good things. And Chris Paul is the crunch time god this year. He's leading yeah. the leading the NBA in scoring in crunch time with 91 points coming into tonight. Had seven big points in the fourth quarter. Really helped the Thunder take away this victory, 109 to 103. Madison, this was a game that could have easily gone off the rails in that second quarter when the Spurs went on a 12-0 run. But just the Thunder's athleticism, their 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 athleticism, their speed, really hampered the Spurs tonight. Yeah, no, I think a lot of this fan base they're starting to get very spoiled by this team because the Thunder they have done this. Very consistently over the past, oh, I would say at least like month, uh, they've kind of given Thunder fans a little bit of a heart attack. Uh, they're in like the second quarter, which was a big step up from like the third quarter being so abysmal. But now it's going to be the second quarter where they let their opponents kind of come back. I believe uh, San Antonio led by what? 14 or so tonight um i've got a computer in my hand right oh, now let me go check my computer is going 14 slow. they 14. once led 44 to 30 in the second quarter which i think was the the end of that 12-0 run then the mm-hmm. thunder responded with a 7-0 run themselves yeah see i feel like this team they're doing <laughs> i don't want to say a good job but they are doing a consistent job of making uh thunder fans kind of feel like oh this game might be a little bit out of hand it might be kind of like that pacers game that was way earlier in the season where it just never was a good one for the thunder uh, but then they come back and they give people hope and then it gets exciting and then it gets real crunch time and then all of a sudden they're at the end. Guys like Chris Paul and Shea Gildas Alexander, they're making every single shot that they could possibly want and it's just becoming like a spoiled type of thing for f- this fan base because now it's almost like Thunder fans are probably going to start expecting this to happen. So, Brady, when this starts to go south and that doesn't work anymore, I feel like people are just going to lose their mind. What are you trying to say? 
I'm saying I don't know how sustainable now, this now, is. Now, you have been on record as calling Chris Paul old. I, you, can, yes. you consider him an elderly gentleman. I do. Are you trying to say that at some point Chris Paul's knees are going to start hurting or his back's going to go out? I'm saying that at some point Chris Paul, he is known to be a guy who gets hurt, who has very thin muscles who it's just like something is bound to happen to this guy. So the sustainability of what's going on and what this Thunder team is doing right now, I don't trust it necessarily. Um, I don't know, though, because they, they've they done such a good job of putting together very exciting games for this fan base. And I think, I don't know if that's like something they're planning, obviously. I think uh, Chris Paul has said it in post-game interviews before, you know, obviously we don't mean to get down this much and it's not really the greatest thing that we do. Yeah, it's exciting that they're able to come back and kind of dig themselves out of these holes, but they shouldn't be putting them in like these holes in the first place. So it's just... I don't know how sustainable it is just because this team has always hit like a weird wall at a very random point in the season. So, I mean, when is it going to happen? I mean, it's a, it's a good point because I, I get the overall message that you're saying. The problem that I think people might have in, you know, other than just them being mad at you, Matt, like your, your takes are trash. Yeah. It's, now, it's, outside it's, of that. Tweet at me. Do it. Uh, yeah. Please do at Madison Morris. And I'm not going to tell you how to spell it. You're just going to figure that out. You're on your own. <laughs> um, I would just say, you know, we're 30 plus games into the season outside of two, maybe three games. The Thunder have played relatively the same. Now, there have been some differences, but the results have always been the same. Like that Chicago game where the Thunder were down, they turned the ball over a ton oh my gosh, in, the, yes. in the first half. So like, I, yeah, in certain situations, things have gone differently. I mean, it's there's 82 games. Things are not going to be the same. But the overall message of this team, the overall theme following this team has just been they are trying to out-hustle their opponent. They are trying mm-hmm. to... Uh, get the game into a certain situation that is more beneficial to them, and that means not letting their opponents get out in the open floor, not letting their opponents get out in transition. In fact, tonight the Thunder actually flipped the script. I think they had, at one point, 14 points off of Spur turnovers, oh, yeah. and the Spurs had nothing right, to yeah. show for it off their t- off the Thunder turnovers. Uh, and the Spurs aren't very athletic in their own right. But um, the, the thing that happened tonight, though, which you have it right in front of you, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm-hmm. LaMarcus Aldridge does nothing against the Thunder except drop 50 or 60 points a game. Right. And tonight, yeah, the Thunder did a much better job. They did. They did a much better job on old LaMarcus Aldridge who finished with only 20, a pedestrian 22 only points. Only 22 points. On 7 of 13. But um, again, a great, <clears throat> a great job by the Thunder on both ends of the floor. And I guess we can easily segue into the uh, th- the Thunder player of the game because I want to bring this guy up right now. Now, the franchise Thunder player of the game brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. You can go a few ways with this, but I really think Shagos Alexander is the man here. Yeah. To finish with 25 points. He, he entered the locker room, Madison, with four points. Mm-hmm. And he was doing, it wasn't, okay, he's having a bad night offensively. He was still doing stuff on the defensive end of the floor. Like I said, the Thunder had a lot of points off of turnovers. And Shea's length. (laughs) 
سجني ذبالو بلوبي رنف ديسني بعمات ايرو بوكس نمياس كيفن احسن ما نمياس اور نيك شرب 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 That's how she signed Miller with all over there for a wheeler. Mr. Sidney, gets a key by me. Sure, not send him. He's gonna wish Miller got under that was. He didn't use to find the big city. This dash of game and exit. He didn't have a shot. Sure, lost a crumble. They'll see about any of that. So, this is now long for your thing. Referral for so he needs your thing. He doesn't need your phone. You'll not stick it. And this is just not sure. But Sim, we saw Miller was a wit. So, you kill us. اشتركوا <تصفيق> Heroes, <laughs> They're totally flipped right now, and I think it's just because um, what Chris was saying in the locker room the vi or on New Year's Eve, actually, the last home game they had, he said that the chemistry between this team is there now. That was something that they were working on at the beginning of the season, obviously, because it's a roster of complete new guys, so... That's something that they were working working on. I think it's starting to become a little bit more evident when they step on the court. And that's why I think they're able to get these uh, get these wins right now. So, yeah, kind of going back to what Brady was saying about Shea, I liked the way this guy was playing today or tonight, especially in the third quarter because, yeah, he was a little quiet in the first half, but I, th I thought the whole team was quiet in the first half. So him coming out, he was kind of like an ignition for this team. And hot and fresh out the kitchen. Yeah, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Not to make uh, any R. Kelly jokes on this. <laughs> <laughs> so inappropriate. Hold but, on, I gotta use the bathroom. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I really do think he is becoming that. And so we we all saw it tonight. Anyone who watched this game, as soon as Shea was able to get hot, this team was able to get hot, and they just never really looked back. So it was very neck and neck, pretty much the entire third quarter. I thought the Thunder really got that. I think it was like a 10-point lead there in the fourth. And so one, once they can get to that position, that's when they're just able to take off and they're able to claim wins. So, I mean, yeah, they, they're starting to find that guy that is really like the leader, is someone who kind of inspires the other guys to really get hot on the floor. And I think that is Shea. Obviously, Chris is clutch when he makes his mid-range shots like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just overall good stuff. And I would agree. He's my player of the game, too. That is Madison the Equation Morris. Follow her on Twitter at Madison Morris, M-A-D-Y-S-S-O-N. We should just make it at the equation. At the equation. I might change it because, you know, my Twitter handle has been the same ever since I made my Twitter back in like 2011. Well, it's pretty unique. Yeah, that's true. I have yet to meet another one. Please show him. Show me one. Me neither, and I hope not to. You're listening to 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. When we get back, more First Take Thunder post-game show.
Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Post Game Show, presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. And the Thunder were like, you know, you know, normally we don't do this, but uh, I guess we're just gonna go have to go ahead and oh, go get a win a down in San Antonio. It's been a while. There was an ignition of good basketball down in San Antonio. Really? Yeah, I think. Did they get their fluids in? They did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. Boy, those thunder, those those thunderers. They get the win tonight, 109 to 103. This is 107.7 the franchise. 1079 in Tulsa's Thunder First Take Post Game Show, and you're listening to the voice, the lovely, lovely voice of Madison the Equation Morris and the annoying hick accented Brady Trantham. You don't really have a hick accent. Hick accent? I really don't think you do. Oh, man. As somebody that has to listen to their voice on the OKC82 podcast, which you are all listening to right now, by the way. Congratulations. All the time, I come away with, who is this uneducated swine? Oh, gosh. That's what we get. I mean, we are- This fool don't know hoops. I feel like we kind of know hoops. You do. I- uh, Your hoops prowess. I don't know about that. I just, I kind of just like say everything with full confidence and pretend I know hoops, and then people actually think I know what I'm talking about. There you go. That's part of working in radio. It's sounds a like, thing. sounds like you've learned, learned well yes. from the uh, the mastermind that is Jerry Ramsey. That, that yes, probably. You know, the Thunder were down 14 tonight, like we already said in the first segment. But did you know, Madison, the last game the Thunder played against the Dallas Mavericks on New Year's Eve in Oklahoma City? Ah, oh, we were the, there. The Thunder were down 14 that game. Oh my gosh. And then they beat Toronto, you know, a few days before. They were down nine. That's, you know, that's eh, that's easy. And they beat Charlotte before that as well. And I, I think they were down six at most in that game. They lost to Memphis. That was a bad, bad, bad one. Bad the one. game before that, they were down 18 to the Clippers, and they won that game. So, basically, Billy Donovan, when he goes into the locker room pregame, he'll, he'll write on the whiteboard, and he'll have, like, he'll – draw a line down the middle and have offense, defense, and then he bullet points things like get out and transition, blah, 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 rebound, box out. And I really wonder, Madison, if one of the bullet points is get down by double digits. I mean, because this team, well be. this team loves it. Yeah, they thrive off of it. Yes. I think they do well, especially, so, yeah, kind of what Brady was saying. He, or this team, they have gotten down by double digits multiple times this season, and now it's become a trend. Anytime that they do, they're able to come back and win this game. I talked a little bit about this in the first segment, like how sustainable is this? I don't think it is. Um, however, they have been proving me wrong. I mean, I really do think that there's some sort of weird fire in this team that as soon as they see that they're down this much, it's just like so- it's an ignition. Like something just ticks <laughs> off in their head. Oh, that was really good. They believe they can they fly. Did. Oh, no. Yes. Yes, they do. Because that's what they do. They're able to come back from these deficits. And so it's kind of exciting for this fan base right now. And so, I mean, yeah, if they're able to keep doing this, then great for them. But I don't know about that. Really quick, which Thunder player most likely to be locked in the closet? Um, Mike Muscala. Why? Why Mike Muscala? Because he who did not had play a lot tonight. Playing time, so I feel like he's just locked in the closet. Yeah, Billy was like, "Mike, come in." He looks over the bench and he's gone <laughs> because he's locked in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that guy. Oh man, and his mishaps. How many times are we going to make an Aaron Kelly reference? I don't. Right? Not enough. Not, not enough. enough. Stephen yeah. Abstein, fourteen points, nine rebounds, continues his steady 
level of play and was really active tonight, Madison, in mm-hmm. the beginning part of the game on the offensive glass. Now, Steven Adams coming into this season, probably the best offensive rebounder in the game. I would say so, yes. And a lot of that kind of went in with the Thunder's identity over the last few years of Russell Westbrook um, getting rebounds, getting out in the fast break, getting out in transition, and Russell Westbrook getting to the rim, which allows Steven Adams to then get closer to the rim and mm-hmm. pick up the trash. And sadly, over Russell Westbrook's career, as it started to end in Oklahoma City, there was more and more trash at the rim. Yeah. This season, and we've asked Billy Donovan about this a handful of times this year, Stephen Adams hasn't been that much of a force on the offensive glass, and it's by design, according to Billy Donovan. But you really saw tonight, early on, the Thunder really wanted to make a point in rebounding on both ends of the floor. And yeah. in fact, the uh, little interview that Billy Donovan does pregame that the uh, Thunder broadcast airs, the one thing that Billy said, Madison, rebound. And he, mm-hmm. in fact, he screamed it at the camera. He's, he I, I was kind of afraid for the cameraman. Like, please, I, I don't know who you <laughs> are, sir. I'm just doing a job here, and you're <laughs> screaming at me. I don't know what I've done. The Thunder had 43 rebounds, eight offensive rebounds. Gets the job done. But... But then you remember, oh, the Spurs had 14 offensive rebounds. I mean, this was a game that the Thunder should have they not dominated, but they should have controlled. But it's because of that second quarter. The second yeah. quarter is when things got off the rails and the Thunder had to rebound. The Spurs outscored the Thunder uh, 28 to 19 in the second quarter, but the Thunder really took control from the midpoint of the third quarter on. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I, was it the Dallas game that. It was the same thing. It was yeah, basically the same game, except the was. Thunder was more dominant in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and it was like. It was basically because they could not get an offensive rebound to save their lives. And I even remember there was one point in that game where the arena started to boo the, their own team because it was just like, what are you guys doing? Like, grab these offensive rebounds. And I really do think that's going to be a big thing for this team because, you know, like every team, there's going to be some lousy shots made. There's going to be a lot of ample opportunity where if you got some second chance points, that could really help your team at that time. And the Thunder, I feel they're not the greatest right now at getting those second chance points because they cannot get any kind of offensive rebound. I agree. I don't think Steven Adams has been uh, doing exactly what he has been doing the past couple of years when it comes to that. Yeah, he's super great at grabbing boards, but there's just so many times where I see this team and I'm like, man, like you guys are just rushing away from the rim before the ball even leaves their hands. So it's like, you're just allowing the Spurs or whoever you're playing to get these rebounds, and then you could have had that second-chance opportunity, but you're not going to take it. So it's just been kind of weird. Um, Steven Adams, he had a lot of weird shots. I kind of was laughing about it with you, Brady, just saying that he had like four, three or four times where he airballed a couple of his floaters. Um, that vaunted LaMarcus Aldridge's defense. Yeah, big-time stuff right there. But yeah, I don't know. Steven Adams, he he did play very well tonight. I'm not going to discredit him at all because, yeah, he was very close to getting a double-double. Um, but it just, I don't know. There was just some weird shots taking, or taken tonight. I don't think Steven Adams shot as well as he possibly could like tonight because he was five of eight. I mean, yeah, that looks really good on paper, but if you watch this game, those three shots that he did miss were just complete garbage and they did not look good. It looks like he wasn't even really like focused on taking his shots. I don't know. There was just some weird stuff going on tonight uh, on the offensive end, but I mean, it didn't even matter. They got the win. Yeah. I mean, if we had the ability to kidnap Billy Donovan and bring him into the studio against his will, I would then ask him, uh, sir, you know, thank you for coming. And then uh, (laughs) first you got to say thank you. So like, obviously like to your point, Madison talking about Steven Adams and his shot making his shot taking in this game, 
it really seemed like their hands were full. And when I say there, I mean Steven, Danilo Gallinari, Nerlens Noel. Seems like their hands were mainly full with okay, do not let LMA get go off. Yeah, like we can, we can. We can allow guys like Forbes, Lyles, Lonnie Walker, DeMar DeRozan. Okay, if one of those guys gets hot, Pretty so gay. be it. But don't let LaMarcus Aldridge drop 40. This is becoming comical. Like, you, I almost expected it tonight, and I think you and I had a little friendly wager before the game. I think I, I said won. it. Oh, yeah, you did win. Yeah! Even though you technically told me I think he's going to score 36. I mean, I set the over I under still... For, I still put the under. You, yeah, if this was the Price is Right, you would have won the uh, car. Yeah! Yeah, I set the over-under for Lamarck Sardar scoring at 38.5, and, and I took the over. Madison took the under because she's smarter than I am. That's why they call her the equation. Yeah. But yeah, Steven Adams, you know, good defensive effort. Domenico Gallinari, good defensive effort because they're going to take a lot of Lamarcus Aldridge in this game. But let's get on to uh, Mr. Dennis Schroeder. What a guy. 19.6 of 14 shooting. And really kept the Thunder from getting blown out in the second quarter because I, I it feels like all 19 of his points were in that second quarter, yeah. but it was only 10. But those points were so important because this game was so dangerously close from getting out of hand from the Thunder early on. Well, yeah, because they only scored 19 points in the entire second quarter, and that was in large part to Dennis, like you said, because he had 10 of it. And so... Oh my gosh, like this guy, I think he is so valuable. I say this every single time that Dennis Shooter gets brought up because I do think he's such a great player when he does get hot like he does. And so, I don't know, he has like his little spurts during the game where he is a very reliable player. He's a very aggressive player. Uh, He's someone that he can find a shot and he can make it. He can do really well um, when he's called upon. And so I do think that he's such a valuable uh, bench player. I kind of thought that... You know, obviously it didn't matter, and I know a lot of people are probably rolling their eyes because the Thunder did win this game, but I kind of felt like Dennis Schroeder was a little bit more streaky tonight just because, yeah, he had 19. That looks awesome, but it was kind of like a weird way that he got it because he was super quiet to start the game. Obviously comes in, does a lot of great stuff in that second quarter, but he's kind of just like wishy-washy kind of iffy for the rest of the game he did set up Shea uh for a couple of really good plays so I thought he was a good ball distributor tonight I thought he was uh really good at orchestrating the team when he was out there and he was the primary ball handler I think he's so good at that and I will always say that because he has been um sustainable in that aspect however I just I found him to be a little bit more streaky tonight but I mean like I said no one really cares they won the game yes the Thunder have won eight of their last nine games Madison and they lost arguably probably the the worst team to the worst team, yeah. Memphis Grizzlies. They were down 24 in that game. And they kind of made it a little competitive in the fourth quarter, but uh, yeah. It's not going to happen. I mean, you're not going to win them all. But eight of their last you nine. You win some, you lose some. Obviously, they had a really great December, so I think that's They go back like, to December all the time. Yeah, they do. Which, speaking of, Billy Donovan was named the NBA's Coach of the Month from the Western Conference. Mike Budenholzer from the, and I just butchered his name, Mike Budenholzer from the Milwaukee Bucks was the Eastern Conference Coach of the Month. Look at Billy. Good job, Billy. Shout out Billy. I know. It's nice that he's getting some recognition of like, oh yeah, this guy, I guess he's a good coach. Cool. Yeah. And I do think Billy Donovan's a really good coach just because you look at the past couple of seasons and what he's had to deal with and handle. I thought he did it with ease. Um, Obviously, like this is a totally different team. A lot of different like star power. There's a lot of different egos on this team. Um, I really do think that he's done such a good job because every single NBA coach is going to have a little bit of a streaky season from here and there. I think... Yeah, they've had some like 
weird losses this year, but they've also been very close in majority of their games. And I really do credit a lot of that to Billy Donovan. I think he makes wise decisions. I think he like sets up these guys to have successful games, um, especially when he keeps guys out. I think that he makes good decisions there because he's really just trying to uh, keep this team super healthy for the pretty much the majority of the season. So I don't know. I give a lot of credit to Billy. I think he makes some good decisions and he really takes care of the team. Put that in your trophy case. Thunders coach of the month, December. Yes. 2019-20. Let's go ahead and get that silly segment out of the way, Miss Madison. It's the, the, you know, the sound, that screeching, screeching yeah, hellcat sound. I'm going to turn this sound. down and then we'll, like, uh, raise it back up. Watch you, cat. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh. You know, I found that oddly aesthetic this time. Why? Because it didn't completely destroy my eardrums. Oh, yes. I know. I've, I've lost the ability to hear. <laughs> no, I just hear all these cats. <laughs> <laughs> no, coming into tonight, Madison, the Thunder were shooting. To say they were shooting awful from the three-point line is putting it very lightly. Mm-hmm. In their last four games, the Thunder were shooting 25% from the three-point line. Okay, I mean, it's only four games. Is that a sample size? They were shooting 32 of 125. Or 126. I don't know. I'm not a mathematician. I'm a basketball radio guy. We don't talk numbers. Yes. Analytics. Where's John here? John, help us. John, help. But tonight, if you just look at the raw number, it doesn't look even even impressive in the least. The Thunder shot 9 of 25 from the three-point line tonight. But that's 36%, which is pretty darn good. And six of those threes were from the second half. And surprisingly, look at me, Madison, because you're looking right at the numbers. Guess who was the most efficient three-point shooter in this game for the Thunder? Uh, It was not Danilo Gallinari. Was it? No. It was... Was it Dennis? It was Dennis. It was. It was three of five. Now... Let me see, because like I just said, I'm not a mathematician, so I was probably wrong anyway. And wouldn't you know it? No, I is right. I was right. You is Den- right. I is correct. Dennis Schroeder, 6% from the three-point line. Plot twist! Whoa. Shea Gildas Alexander was 2 of 4. Dale Gallinari was awful. 3 of 10. That's disgusting. Chris Paul, 0 of 2. Terrence Ferguson, he scored for the first time in three games. Yay! Yeah! Two points. But yes, not good by volume. But in terms of clutchness, the Thunder hit the shots at the important time of the game when it all mattered. Oh, I love it. Uh, my stack hat is, I. it's not like as sexy as that one was because I thought you did very good on doing your math. Well, I mean, it's, you know. It was very good. Gotta do what you gotta do. You do. And so uh, my stack hat is going to be a difference in the points in the paint. And Oklahoma City outscored San Antonio 52 to 42. Yeah, it's only to buy 10 points, but it mattered. And I thought that this was very relevant because a big topic of this game is how effective San Antonio can be uh, with their mid-range shots when they do get in the paint, when they have open opportunities, and how the Thunder have not been the best at guarding them while, like when they're in the paint. 
And so I thought that it was a good thing that Oklahoma City, they were able to take advantage of a lot of that tonight. And they, I mean, like we said, like we've been talking about how LaMarcus Aldridge didn't have the game that he usually has. Um, DeMar DeRozan was the leader of all Spurs scores with 30 points. And uh, yeah, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. And so it was just, it it was kind of nice to see Oklahoma City outscore um, San Antonio in the paint because they can be, they being Oklahoma City, they can be so effective when they do find those shots. And like Chris Paul obviously is developing that mid range that Thunder fans are loving right now. He's becoming really clutch with that kind of shot. Um, obviously, Shea Gilgis Alexander, he made so many athletic plays tonight that I just thought looked fantastic. And he was really able to take advantage uh, when he wanted to and where he wanted to. So good for him on that aspect. I just thought that. Oklahoma City looked a lot more effective, and that was a big thing in defeating the Spurs team, who is supposed to, or supposedly one of the greatest teams in the paint. So my hats are off to Oklahoma City for that. That's going to be my stat cat. That's Madison the Equation Morris at I really M-A-D-Y-S-S-O-N. Yeah, I mean, shout out John Hamm. Shout out John Hamm. He's quick on his feet. And with names. And with names. He's very, very smart, I guess, is the simplest way to say it. man. Yes, I don't have a cool nickname because Not yet. Brady Trantham. Yeah, yeah, I know. You can only do so much. Yeah, darn it. Oh well, maybe someday when I grow up, I'll have a cool nickname. You're listening to the First Take Thunder Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 Tulsa. When we get back, we're gonna talk about more Thunder stuff. If I can see it. Woo. Madison, what do you think of when you hear this song? I get all kinds of inspired. Hey! I think about Blake Griffin. Yeah? This is yeah. He dunks over the Kia with, to this song. Did he really? Yeah. Look at him. Blake Griffin of Oklahoma Sooner fame. You know what I think? Get of him out of Detroit. Song? What? What do you think of? I think of just. All the great, great stuff the Thunder are doing right now. And I was going to say something else, it, but it then seems I totally like realized that I shouldn't. It seems like your brain was wanting to say something, and then your mouth was like, no, 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 back up, back up. I'm, on, I'm at work right now. Yeah, I just feel like I can't even really speak my mind on Mr. R. Kelly, but... You told me about something on Netflix... Yeah, yeah. So, um, by the way, this is the Thunder First Take post game show. One of seven, seven, the franchise. One of seven, nine in Tulsa. <laughs> Madison Morris, Brady Trentham. Boom, go Madison. So, uh, kind of in relation to all of this, there is a great thing that people should watch on Netflix if they want to learn more about R. Kelly. And I watched it, and it turned my hair white. I know. I believe I can fly. I know you look like a mad scientist. I know. Yikes! Yikes! Thunder, though, they won one hundred nine to one hundred three against. The San Antonio Spurs, who had the eighth seed. I don't know if they've dropped out of the eighth seed. Uh, teams like Portland, Sacramento, Phoenix, Minnesota, all those trash, all that that trash heap, that's going to be fighting for the eighth seed while the Thunder are just like, I guess we'll just start climbing up the rankings now. Good for them. They're still the seventh seed, but tonight they were actually five games out of the playoffs. They had they would If they lost five games in a row, they would be out of the playoff seeding. If they won five games in a row and everybody in front of them lost those five games as well, the Thunder would have been the two seed. Ah. Now, that's probably not going to happen. I don't know if the Thunder could even get the seventh seed because Utah has such a little commanding, quote-unquote, lead at the sixth spot Mm. from the seventh seed. But, you know, things can happen. The Thunder 
rather impressive winners of eight of their last nine games. The Clutch Kings coming in tonight, Chris Paul led the NBA with 91 points in crunch clutch time, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and he leads by a significant margin. I believe he, the second place scorer had 78 points in those moments. And Chris Paul had seven points in crunch time tonight. And the Thunder were able to, uh, I think, have a 10-point lead at some point late in the fourth quarter. And the Spurs hit some shots late to make it a little interesting. But the Thunder controlled throughout. But Madison, there were other games around the association tonight, weren't there? Uh, there were. I can tell you all about them if you want to listen. Sure. Let's go around the association for an NBA scoreboard update. Brought to you by Oklahoma Operation Lifesaver. All right, let's tell you guys about some games going on. Uh, currently, there are two games still in process. Or still in process, still in progress. Uh, One right of now, those. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. So uh, over in Los Angeles, the Pistons, your uh, friend Blake. Balake. Yes, he is over in Los Angeles, and they are facing the Clippers. Right now, uh, the Pistons have a two-point lead at 56-54. Also in California, because they are way behind in time, the Memphis Grizzlies are going up against the Sacramento Kings. Right now, the Kings are leading 74-69. to Nice. Oh, man. Some games that have already ended tonight. The Hornets took a nice little 109-106 win over the Cavaliers. In Cleveland, uh, Michael Porter Jr. is an absolute star, comes in and drops 25. All for, of a sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden he's really good. And he comes in and defeats the Pacers in Indiana at 124 to 116. Uh, Brady's beloved Heat. My goodness, this is a low-scoring game. Uh, this is like straight out of 2006. Yeah, this is incredible right here. So the Miami Heat, uh, they defeated the Raptors in Miami at 84 to 76. Golly, that feels like just an end of third quarter kind of score. Probably a hard watch. (laughs) Probably a hard watch. Pat Riley probably loved that game. Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, So the Timberwolves finally getting a win here. They defeated the Warriors at 99-84. to No surprise there. That game was in Minnesota, so congrats to the Timberwolves getting an exciting win on their home court. Uh, Rudy Gobert was the leader for the Utah Jazz in defeating the Chicago Bulls in Chicago at 102-98. to uh, let's see. Ooh, the Mavericks. Luka Doncic, he scored 15 of his 31 points in the fourth quarter, and that helped the Mavericks skyrocket over the Brooklyn Nets. They're in Dallas at 123-111. to 111. And then, obviously, you guys know of the fantastic things that happened for the Thunder down in San Antonio, where Shea Gildas Alexander led the way with 25.7 rebounds and 5 assists for a 109-103 victory over the Spurs. Speaking of Shea Gildas Alexander, this this adult because he's twenty one. He is, he is legal. But in NBA years, he's a kid. Sophomore. He's a young gun. He is playing like a seasoned vet, and a lot of that credit should obviously go to Shea Gildas Alexander. He's the one doing it, oh, but sure. a lot of it should also go to Chris Paul because whether it's opponents, opposing coaches, uh, players, or coaches that have had experience with Chris Paul, they all say the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's really good that Shea is playing with Chris Paul because you can tell how much he, he is just feeding off of Chris Paul's leadership, mentorship, basketball IQ, the confidence that Chris Paul is instilling into um, SGA. You could see, I mean, tonight, 10 of 18 from the floor. Like we said, four points in the first half, 21 points in the second half, 15 in the third quarter. Um, 
it's it's we're seeing more of these games you know over and over and over again i mean at the beginning of the year shea gillis alexander kind of lit the world on fire he, i think he was averaging around 22 23 points per game then he had a dip for 10 games where he was hovering around 17 18 points and there were some games where he was just n- nowhere to be found on the offensive end of the floor and that's right. kind of okay teams are starting to scout how the thunder are using him it's apparent that and chris pulse told us madison in the locker room that uh, they feel that the Thunder feel that they're a better team when Shea is their primary scorer and he's going downhill. So, you know, the second 10 game segment, probably opponents are like, we've got to take Shea out. And it took him a while to adjust to that because mm-hmm. this is the, this is his first time being a primary scoring option. He wasn't the primary score option last year with the Clippers. No. He's doing that now. Since that dip, the second in the, in the second 10 games of the season, really elevated his game, really looked more comfortable in this role, and he's really starting to show his aggression and picking his spots, which is something mm-hmm. that Chris Paul is really, really good at. Yeah, and you know what's funny is Jerry Ramsey actually complimented Shay in the uh, pregame tonight. Noted SGA hater. Yes, someone who has said on record that this guy is not the future of this franchise, except he kind of is. Like he's he's really looking. Jerry like Ramsey right is a lot of things. He is not a soothsayer. He cannot see the future. <laughs> not a soothsayer. No, that is very accurate. Nine, nine. But I do. I love the way that Shea is developing right now because he has become such a great player. These guys have really instilled a lot of confidence in him. And I mean, exactly what Brady is saying. That goes a lot to guys like Chris Paul, someone who is very seasoned in this league. He has played for a lot of years. He has played for a lot of different teams, had a bunch of different teammates. And now he is really instilling a lot in guys like Shea because we're witnessing it. We're seeing his confidence develop. We're seeing his game evolve. And I think he's very much so becoming the guy that if he's on, this team is on. If he's off, this team is a little bit off. And so I, I'm i not saying that he is up to like a Russell Westbrook status for the Oklahoma City Thunder yet. <gasps> Russell? Oh, my God. I know. Everybody like. That's the next down. home game. You know that, right, Madison? Yeah, I'm really excited. About oh, that. that's going to really be a long excited. night. Yep. Drink your coffee, kids. But <laughs> I, I do like the way or I like. Kind I like of the like, way you work it. I do like that. <laughs> but I like the I like the path that Shea's taken right now with this team because I, I don't know, I see I see a lot of kind of something that Russell Westbrook did bring to the team when he was here. I'm starting to see that with guys like Shea, and I know people are probably like, <gasps> How dare you compare him to Russell Westbrook? But no no no. Like I'm just saying that this team no longer has a guy like Russell a guy who the entire organization was pretty much warped around. Like, everybody knew the Thunder for Russell Westbrook. Shea is slowly, slowly, but surely kind of becoming a guy like that because, like I said, I think his game is so, uh, you know, it just, it influences this team in such an impactful way. And I really do think that if he's going to have a good game and he's going to go out and drop 25 tonight and he's going to do something really great, then I think this team is going to see success. So I think he's becoming a guy that a lot of uh, the wins that this team is able to pick up, it's starting to revolve around what kind of game that he's going to have. And that just shows his leadership. Yeah, and you know something, I, I go back to what I, would, what I was thinking preseason, and I was completely wrong about this. I, I thought that playing, th- playing three-point guards, you know, Dennis Schroeder, Chris Paul, Shea Gilles-Alexander, I thought that, that was going to be a detriment to SGA because he's going to be playing off the ball. He's a guy that, and I thought this in the preseason, he's a guy that needs the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I was fully aware that he could play off the ball, but I thought the Thunder were 
potentially going to squander his on-the-job training opportunities of learning how to win games crunch time, basically doing what Chris Paul is doing. I was completely wrong about this because as the season has progressed, SGA's ability to play off the ball, it, it could potentially put the Thunder in a situation where they're not... The last decade of Thunder basketball, what, what did we have? We had a Kevin Durant-led team, mm-hmm. a Russell Westbrook-led team, where they were the primary scorers. They would do everything that they could offensively. And then you'd hopefully have a chip-in game from Serge Ibaka. You'd hopefully have a chip-in game from uh, Dion Waiters. You know, of course, this is after James Harden. Right. Um, and then everything else was just, Stephen Adams, you defend, set screens. Kendrick Perkins, you defend and set screens. Tabo Cephalosha, you defend the perim- the perimeters, the opponent's best perimeter player, and stand in the corner. Andre Robertson, the same thing. And when you have transcendent scores like Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, you can get away with that and you can win a lot of games. Yeah. But if the Thunder really want to put themselves in a better position to not just have the sustainability of winning a lot of games, but competing for championships, you know, a few years down the road when they've successfully, if they have, rebuilt this franchise. You want your players to be positionless. You want your players to be more versatile. You don't want to just have a one-sided guy on the floor that's a net negative on the other side of the floor. Yeah. And what Shagos Alexander pr- brings to the table is just that, that that foundation. He can defend. He can rebound. He can distribute. He can drive. He can shoot. He can do so many things, and he's doing it because he's getting that on-the-job training of playing off-ball with Chris Paul on the floor. He's understanding that Dennis Schroeder is hot right now. I'm going to let him touch the ball, and I'm going to clean up everything over here on this side of the floor and space the floor. Those are invaluable lessons that are going to pay dividends, not just in the short term, because they are paying dividends in the short term, because the Thunder are winning games. They're 19-15 and 15 now. Seventh seed in the Western Conference. It's going to pay down the road, and I was completely wrong about this. Like The one thing that this team has done to surprise me outside of just the simple fact that they've won games is, in the manner that they're doing it, they have... They have learned from their mistakes early on. They have had mistakes early on. The third quarters, the inability to get over the hump late, and they have flipped the script completely. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I like where this team is headed right now just because I think they're playing uh, more well-rounded. I think that they're vibing with each other a little bit more. They're clicking on the floor. Um, I like the matchups that they have coming up because I think it's just another great opportunity for them to showcase what kind of team they really are. Um, obviously right now they're still together. Nothing has been like no moving pieces have taken place yet. I think that's kind of a good sign. Um, I think this organization is starting to trust this team and it kind of goes back to what I said in a previous segment is when Chris Paul told us on new year's Eve, you know, we're finally getting that chemistry that we've been searching for that chemistry. We've been trying to develop since the day that we stepped on the court together for training camp. You know, it's just, it's all about how this team can kind of come together and play as a unit, play just, you know, more well-rounded. And so I think that's what they're doing right now. That's why they're able to win these games. So it's kind of been exciting if you are a Thunder fan out there. So um, I don't know. Enjoy it while you can. Who knows what's going to happen? I think... What are you trying to say, Madison? I'm not trying to allude to anything super dismal, but uh, you never know. Things change. You never know. You never know. I do want to highlight another player tonight um and again you look at the numbers there's nothing that really jumps out of you but Darius Baisley 12 minutes tonight nine points four of six from the field split his three pointers only took two he used the backboard yeah I'm well, such a fan it of the was, backboard. It was, there was a backboard three-pointer that was made tonight but at San Antonio Oklahoma City it's probably going to be a backboard made three at some point but um Darius is kind of in that same category that I was talking about with SGA about how all this stuff 
all the the scheme of the team, the identity of the team, it's going to pay dividends for these young guys moving forward. And I I guess if you want to throw Hamadou Diallo in there as well, um, actually, before we get out of here, let's talk about Hamadou Diallo. I would love D- to talk D- about Darius Baisley. Cool, good good game from good you. Good job, Darius. The, what I was going to say with him was he did have a little bit of assignment on Lamarck Saldridge. So the power forwards, the bigs, this game they had their hands full defensively. Hamadou Diallo. I saw this on Twitter, Madison, and this is hot take-ish, but we're on I the radio. This is the land of the hot take. This is the, this is the medium of the hot take. Do it. So let's just go ahead and present it. And this doesn't mean that this doesn't necessarily mean that I endorse this, but I'll just ask the question. Should Hamadou Diallo start over Terrence Ferguson? Ooh. My personal is opinion is take-ish. no, but who the, be- who is the better player? Who do you, who do you think has the higher ceiling? Right let's now. Let's get that easy, easy question out of the way. Uh, right now I think it's Hami. Just because I like I like his aggression a little bit more than Terrence. I think that Terrence can be a good defender. Um, however, I I don't know. I just like I feel like Hamadou is a more well-rounded player because he does take shots and he does have these really great athletic moments. And Terrence has too. Don't get me wrong, but his are very few and far between because you don't see them very often. And I kind of thought he's been playing some sloppy defense, to be totally honest. And so I don't I don't necessarily think that implies like oh put Hamadou in the starting lineup over Terrence Ferguson because Terrence I mean he he's gonna get his playing time he got 28 minutes tonight that's usually about what he gets like he's he's gonna get his time out there and I don't see him being taken out anytime soon however I do I'm more of a fan of Hamadou right now and I know he's just now getting back and I almost tweeted at the beginning of the game that he looks rough like he did not look good when he first got out there but I I like Hami's game a little bit more than Terrence's right now. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I don't know. At some point, this is Terrence Ferguson's third year. We've talked about this on this show. We've talked about it on the OKC D2 podcast, Madison, which you are all listening You're to listening right now. You're actually listening to it right now. Um, at some point, we need to stop saying Terrence could be or could grow. Like, we know what he is. Yeah. And what I was talking about with SGA being a foundation of a Thunder team with the identity of we've got a lot of guys that can do a lot of things. SGA is SGA has that foundation. Right. Uh, Darius Baisley does, because every time you ask Billy about Darius Baisley, he says the same thing. He can do a lot of things good, mm-hmm. which is grammatically incorrect. He can do a lot of things well. <laughs> I was quoting Billy Donovan. Shame on me. I'm Billy. a writer. Um, Hamadou Diallo also, yeah, the, the jump shot, that's going to be his probably his Achilles heel maybe he can work on it maybe he won't but he can do a lot of other things well and he's made the jump from last season where he could only do like two things in Billy Donovan's words at an elite level run the floor offensive rebound Mm -hmm. because he's so athletic and so fast he's now become a very dependable defender he doesn't foul a lot and when he puts the ball on the floor Madison I have more confidence that he knows what he's doing way more than Terrence Ferguson. How did y'all crossed up Lonnie Walker into the previous decade tonight? I have never seen Terrence Ferguson cross (laughs) anybody up. And I think it kind of comes down to the simple fact that Hamadou Diallo, he understands his flaws as a scorer on the offensive end. So he tries to score in unconventional ways. He cuts the baseline. He's constantly moving. And when you have an identity of a team that everybody, like the ball's going to be moving around. It's going to be a very versatile offense. Everybody does everything. Hami fits into that. Terrence Ferguson tries to score conventionally. He stands in the corner or he tries to come off of a screen, and if he's open, he'll shoot it. He's just not that good of a shooter. No. And with Terrence Ferguson's athletic ability, you would think, 
okay, we'll do like what Hamadou Diallo does, try to score unconventionally, but he doesn't do it. So at some point, we just need to accept the fact that this is what Terrence Ferguson is. Mm-hmm. And then you can, I guess you can then ask the question, is he a part of the Thunder moving forward? But that's that's another conversation for another day. No, I mean, I agree just because I think it's, he's in his third season here in Oklahoma City. I think it's really time to stop saying that, oh, Terrence is part of the young guys. Terrence is part of the, you know, the team that is evolving with this team, that he's part of like the group of guys that has potential and like we're gonna see it develop over the no like he's been here for three seasons this is his third season I feel like he is part of that vet squad when it comes to Oklahoma City and so I am almost like disappointed to see that he hasn't exactly turned out to be the player that I think people are wanting him to be I don't know what Billy is wanting out of him I don't know what the Thunder are wanting out of him um I don't think it's this just because we're not getting much of anything. I mean, he scored two points tonight. That was the first time he scored in a couple of games. You don't hear much or see much from Terrence Ferguson during the games, which, I mean, there's always going to be those players that, you know, they're not going to make a lot of noise when they're out on the floor, but they still have a purpose. I mean, I don't I don't even know what Terrence, Terrence's uh, purpose is anymore. I mean, I mean, we're all looking for our purpose in life, Madison. I mean, yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's just... It's kind of a weird situation because I think people are wanting more out of Terrence. It's just a matter of fact of like, is he going to give it to him or not? Like, yeah. is it going to get any better or is and, he just going to be pretty stagnant? And in his defense, he went on a two-month run last season where he was shooting north of 40% on four attempts from the three-point line. So he's capable. We just oh, haven't yeah. seen it this season. And we didn't see it basically after that two-month spurt. And that was like in December, January. Yeah, beginning of February last year. We after that, one game. Yeah, after that, it was over. Yeah, he he was he did little to nothing on the offensive end. So maybe he can. Maybe he has another thing in him again. Who knows? Uh, real quick before we get out of here, shout out to Daniel Stockton on Twitter at dstocko one. I guess he was listening when I was like, I don't have a nickname because he just gave me a list. Uh, the Batman, not Batman, but the Batman, Bat Boy with an I. I and like then that. he says, Okay, I'm good. Carry on. I like it. Bat boy. Bat boy. We can go with that. But I'm 29 years old. Shout out, Daniel. Or as Dennis Schroeder would say, 29 years old. I don't speak that language. I have, uh, it is because of me that the Thunder has won the game. Yes, my 19 points were so crucial. Oh my gosh. I had 10 points in the second quarter. Did you see that? I got the lob to Nerlens Oh Noel. yes, we uh, saw it. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. So good. Madison, good show. Oh, great stuff. This was fun. Let's do it again. Yeah, yeah let's do it again. Not tonight. We're not going to do it Saturday night. There are playoffs to be played in the NFL. Yay. Believe Jerry Ramsey's Buffalo Bills are in action against the Houston Texans. Oh, man. He's excited. R- rip in peace the Buffalo Bills postseason dreams on that one. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so, so much for listening to the Thunder First Take postgame show on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. That was Madison The Equation Morris. Follow her on Twitter at Madison, M-A-D-Y-S-S-O-N, Morris. I am Brady Trantham, and you can follow me on Twitter at Brady Does Sports. And if you're just now tuning in, you're like, darn it, I love these two. I missed it. Don't worry. You can listen to this on the OKC82 podcast yeah, feed, you can. which is free. Wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, I don't care. Just type in OKC-82, yes. and you can hear all the post-game reactions after every single Thunder game with Madison and me. And then usually we'll have Matt Burton, our trusty producer on, Chisholm Holland, Aaron Davis, Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm. We all have to fill in for each other at one point or another. So please subscribe and we will appreciate it. Yes. 
No more R. Kelly talk. That, no, we shouldn't talk about R. Kelly. No more. No, no mas. More. Everybody, thank you for listening.